Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talk to Allie Raymer, Boston-based fitness and wellness industry leader who uses sound and movement to help high performers slow down and mentally chill out. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Allie has been a leading force in the Boston fitness and wellness industry, developing and curating programs, training top talent, and inspiring her peers to consistently grow and evolve. She is a certified sound healer and a master indoor cycling instructor, currently at Bespoke Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, where she is head of ride and a founding instructor of the yoga programs. Music and sound are, and always will be, at the heart of her class experiences, using the rhythm of music and powerful frequencies to help her students push their boundaries and explore their limitless potential. Allie Raymer, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Yes, of course. I'm so glad that we were able to finally do this. I'm really excited. We're here. We're raring to go. And I'm so looking forward to diving into our conversation and sharing more about you and all you are doing in the wellness industry to truly better the lives of humans around the globe. I know you are doing that. After listening to this episode, anyone out there who has taken the route over the past couple of years of going 100 miles an hour with no stopping, aka me, <laughs> will have a resource and outlet in signing up for some of your offerings, which we'll get into. So much in this episode to cover. Are you ready to dive in? I'm so ready. I'm very excited. As we love to cover on this podcast, pivots and meaningful career life pivots, would love to get a brief overview of your personal career pivot story. So tell us what drove your passion to pivot into the fitness and wellness industry? It started many moons ago. (laughs) I've been a part of like athletics my whole life. I swam from a very young age. I skied my whole life. And when I was in school, my parents are very big on playing sports. And whether that was a team sport or an individual sport, we were required to be on a sports team regardless of if we were the number one person on it. I was definitely the number one bench warmer on a basketball team. However, it was more about the experience of working on a team and learning those life skills that you get from organized sports as a kid. I really just enjoyed being in that aspect. I played tennis really competitively and that's where I kind of started to realize that I wanted a team sport. So I moved from tennis team to rowing and I became a coxswain. I was always a part of teams and athletics and in that space. So when I went to college and didn't end up doing crew because I didn't want to wake up at 4.45 in the morning every day, I was not into it. I tried it literally one day. I showed up to the boathouse. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to be for me. I was lost. And I went into the gym and I was always used to having someone tell me what to do. So I didn't know what to do. 
I had done spin at home a lot because I'm from Southern California. So it was huge there in the 90s. And I found a spin class. So when I started spinning at BU, I was 18. And I went second semester to go take my quarter semester spin class. And they were full. So I'm in college to go do something in a career sit behind a desk, maybe advertising is what I was studying or PR or whatever it was. And I ended up teaching spin immediately when I started college. And it became this thing I did six days a week in college and my friends would come and kind of became my side hustle immediately. So when I graduated in 09, if anyone remembers 2009, there was a big crash and not a lot of jobs available. And I wasn't really competitive enough in advertising or good enough at it, to be honest with you, to land a job at an agency. So I just kept teaching. Mm -hmm. My whole life, I imagined myself behind a desk wearing power suits and going to big meetings in a city. And I ended up teaching full-time fitness like right out of college for lack of a different choice. I was like, okay, this is going to get me back to Boston because I had moved home and I'm going to be able to teach and then I'll find my career job. And I still have never sat behind a desk, literally never, yeah, ever in a nine to five. So yeah, I love it. I'm always in such because I remember I was like, oh, maybe I can teach. I feel like I'm such a better follower. So back in the day also, hashtag like 2000s Gold's Gym. Yes, cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I'll try a step aerobics class. No, <laughs> I'm definitely not a leader. And also too, like would get so much anxiety going up there. Where do you find the confidence to kind of get up there? Do you ever get super nervous? Were you nervous sort of early on to get in front of people? I'm just always in such awe. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of commitment to get up there and put it out there in every class. And you totally do. Where did you find that confidence? Does it just come natural, do you feel, for you? From a very, very young age, mm -hmm. I was a performer. <laughs> I love it. And I think that's the root of it, right? Like just being yeah. on stage. You're like, I'm here. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I wasn't a great performer. I mean, I sang and it wasn't great, but my parents were always pursue your dreams, mm -hmm. you know, follow it. I, I don't know why they let me get on a stage and put a mic and sing. <laughs> that is so awesome, though. Yeah. But it's kind of set me up for this. And then also like the big one was I was a coxswain on crew mm -hmm. for rowing. So I had the mic. I was already leading my peers. Yeah. Commanding. So it was very natural for me to have a mic and be talking in front of people from day one. Makes sense. That's awesome. Well, the fitness industry as we were talking prior, it's arguably 24-7 business. So especially now with all this access to virtual, which has been a huge pivot and no doubt has kept many fitness businesses running over the past few years. I know I'm forever grateful for Bespoke and especially how fast you guys like really pivoted, you know, two marches ago, almost to this point on demand, which I believe brought me even more into your community, which was so amazing. What do you feel like has been the most challenging for you in this fitness pivot over the past few years? And what would you also say you're most proud of? So it's funny you say like, oh, it's a 24-7 job. It's not only 24-7, it's 360, I'd say 64 right, days no a days year. off, <laughs> truly. Christmas, Christmas yeah. day is the only day that our studio is closed. Yeah. And so it's a blessing and a curse. It's something mm -hmm. that I love to do every single day. However, you know, at the same time, there isn't really a stopping point. So I think with COVID, obviously everything closed. And for fitness, we were closed for a really, really long time. It was challenging in the very beginning because I was used to moving my body three times a day pretty hard. 
And I am not a self-motivator at home. I hate working out at home. I shouldn't say hate. I'm trying to do it more. So that was really challenging, just going from moving so often to not moving. I got pretty depressed in 2020 and was unwell, (laughs) as many people were (laughs) on my couch, just like, what is life? Which I still get there today. It's it's fine, but it was challenging. And it honestly, it forced you to kind of look at your life and ask yourself what you were doing. So for me, I've been teaching spin for at that point, 16 years, 15 years. And I was like, you know, my body feels better not teaching 10, 15 spin classes a week. Is there something I can do where I can still teach spin in a much lower class load? And so that was something that helped me pivot to where I am now. Day one of lockdown in Boston, I got on IG Live. And if you had asked me in 2020, March what was it? 14th, 2020. If I would ever go on Instagram live, I'd have been like, oh, right. You're like no, who uses no, this? Right. No, <laughs> what is this? No. <laughs> and then I was there like day one yeah. and yeah. did that for about three months. And so I think that that was like a big turning point for me, realizing that virtual could be an option. What would you say you're most proud of? And even now to date, you know, is there anything that really stands out besides getting through (laughs) every day besides waking up? I mean, I think it was that it's that moment of getting on IG live, to be honest with you. I know it sounds really small, but it was forcing me to put myself out there in that way where Mm -hmm. I hadn't before. And I think that leveraging and leaning into the virtual platform. Albeit I did quit after three months because I had a lot of body image issues and it was really hard. That was a big challenge last year, but just putting myself out there and way kind of gave me the ideas that I have for what I'm doing right now. And I'm right there with you. I remember when I saw the bespoke bikes being for rent. I'm like, yep, I feel like I was one of the first ones at Federal Street. I'm like, put that thing in my car. Mm -hmm. But also you miss the energy of people in person. And I think working out at home, you got into a rhythm. But then now, you know, with things opening up over the past couple of years, even though classes have been abbreviated and whatnot, still you miss that in person, the lights, the whole experience. So I'm right there with you and I give you so much credit. And I know <laughs> there's a lot more for you to do, but in the Spirit of this podcast, we always love to leave a little teaser with a yes or no question, and then we go to a quick break. So I'm going to put you on the spot, and then we'll take a little pause. So yes or no, do you remember the moment you wanted to diversify your offering and adding in sound healing? Oh, absolutely. And with that, we will be going to a quick break and pick this up when we get back. Okay, Ellie, so before the break, you said yes. So tell us a little more about why sound healing and then that moment. And would also love to hear some of those top benefits beyond having Adele back it up, obviously, as a critical part of her routine. It's something that's really growing. So tell us about that moment in your offering and some of those benefits. So... I'm always looking to diversify my offerings. If you've followed me for a long time or even in the last two years, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly adding new skills. I'm constantly learning. I do something and it's like, wow, this is really cool. And I love this experience. And my mind immediately goes to how can I share this with others, which is a blessing and a curse. I love learning new skills. So I remember when I took a sound bath and I did it a second time. I was like, I have to bring this in. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to share this with people because it changed my life. So I think that it's a lot to be constantly evolving and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. because your brain's just constantly looking for the next thing, which is also a blessing and a curse. But it's really thrilling and exciting to be able to share these new practices with my community. 
What would you say some of the benefits are? So for me, again, going into the beginning, for someone who just goes like 100 miles an hour every day, (laughs) I know you have such amazing offerings and Dallas On Demand platform, which we'll get into, but what would you say someone could expect from joining one of your sound healing sessions or sound bath sessions, I should say, however the correct introduction to that is, but what would somebody get out of it? So there's no correct way to say it. I like to call them sound experiences because everything that I like to do is an experience, which we can talk about later, but the top benefits, and you mentioned Adele, and if people haven't read the article in a Vogue article, she talked about how she came back out of anxiety and depression and she used sound healing and meditation. So sound healing is a vehicle of meditation. And the big difference is instead of just sitting there in silence, you're sitting still or lying down, which is my favorite position to be in because I love to be in bed and you're receiving sound and you're Mm -hmm. hearing sound. And what it does is it brings you into a complete state of relaxation. So for those of you who are still like, what is sound healing? I do not understand. I always like to equate it to music. When you listen to pop music, it makes you happy because of the way it's written, the harmonies, the choruses, the beats, the frequency at which it's written is all meant to make you feel happy. If you listen to grunge metal, it's, <laughs> I don't know if I need to explain, however, yeah. it can make you angry and aggressive yeah. and energy adrenaline spiking. Yeah. Sound healing is a different form of music. It's playing crystal singing bowls that are making notes, just like any kind of music and the frequency, which is the speed at which vibration moves. So the frequencies are at a frequency of healing and Mm. unconditional love and repair. And it literally entrains with your brain to make you feel those feelings. So it brings you into this state of relaxation and euphoria. And I'm not making this shit up. Like this is in scientific papers, research documents. When you're in that state of relaxation, it's kind of like when you're in your deepest dream state. Mm. And that's when your body physically repairs your muscles, your cells, wow. and your body gets its deepest rest. Your brain, most importantly, is getting so much when you sleep. And that's why they say sleep is so important because if you want to hustle hard every single day, if you want to do these things that you love, mm-hmm. you need focus, yeah. you need clarity, you need to repair because you're putting your body through a lot every single day. Yeah. So what it does is sound healing and a sound experience or a sound bath. You lie there from anywhere from five to 60 minutes. Maybe I've even done a two hour long sound bath. And you're getting that state of repair. Yeah, I love it. And I think also just having a moment, one of my big goals is to just have something where you're not connected to your phone or a laptop. Give yourself an hour a day to just break away. I try to tell my husband too, who also very much loves all the virtual things. It's like, go to acupuncture, do something to kind of get away. And I think with something like sound healing or yoga or meditation, you work it into your routine. So you have that moment to pause and slow down and reset. And all that you're doing is incredible. I'm so happy you added this offering. And it's so beautiful and something I certainly look forward to. Was it a big investment and in additional training to get the bowls? What was that journey for you like to set up? Because I know those are definitely pretty special. Yeah, it's been years. I've had sound healing on my goal sheet since 2016 or 17. And one of the biggest hurdles was the cost. In my mind, I'm going to invest all this money. Am I going to have time to do it? When I do something, I like to get trained because I'm not the type of person that can go on YouTube and learn very quickly. Like I can do it. I like to be shown what to do and to do it with someone and have a teaching moment virtually or in person. So I just had to wait because there wasn't any virtual offerings for this education. You had to go somewhere for a week or two weeks or 
you know, commit to these insane sound healing trainings in different countries because they didn't really have them here as much that I could mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm. So when I found my teacher a couple years ago, she was doing these in-person trainings. And I was like, my goal is to go. My goal is to go in the fall of 2020 or the winter of 2021 to LA and train with her. And obviously with COVID, that didn't happen. So she ended up launching a virtual course, which was so helpful. It is a very big investment. I'm so privileged and I'm so, so fortunate that I have the means Mm -hmm. and the finances to have been able to purchase not only the training, but my crystal alchemy bowls. They're the crystal tone bowls. They're the highest quality bowls. I call them the Bugatti of bowls. So it's kind of like, you know, I honor and I appreciate. I'm so grateful that I have this privilege to play them and share them with the community. So I feel like it's like my duty to share them with people. But yeah, it was a huge investment, not only in financials, but also like time and energy. And training. But you did Mm -hmm. it, right? Writing down that big, scary goal. And it doesn't happen overnight, but you plant seeds and you work your AWS off and here you are. And now all of us amazing humans get to benefit (laughs) from this incredible journey you've had. So what would you say are some of the favorite parts now about your business with all your offerings between spin, yoga, sound baths, some in-person experiences that we are doing? And I guess we'll see what the future continues to hold there. Tell us what you feel are some of the things that are your favorite parts and maybe what you're looking most forward to continue on here. Well, it's interesting because I think you know, one of my favorite parts are being able to talk to someone like you who's experiencing this sound healing practice Mm -hmm. for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of my clients and students are like you and they hustle and they like to work hard and they like to push their limits. And hearing you say, I want to incorporate just even a minute away from my phone. Uh. It's like music (laughs) to my ears. So my favorite part is really seeing people pivot (laughs) their own lives into this more chill state. My favorite thing is having someone DM me and be like, wow, like I've never been this relaxed because I like to relax. (laughs) I'm like a cozy in bed on the couch. I I mean, I like to party. I like to go out and I like to relax. So I love having people feel that feeling. And then honestly, like I love live events. I love huge group events. The energy is unparalleled. I love going to music and concert festivals, sound healing and yoga with like 60 plus people, it's just like, it lights me up. We'll be excited to do hopefully more of that. And for someone listening in, maybe not in the Boston area, do you see any of those things like being done live or like streaming? Is that something in the future that you want to, you know, continue? Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of goals with this. And one of the biggest ones is to be able to travel and take this with me. I can pack these bowls up and I can head out. You know, I've taken them already to Texas, California, New York. I've done some big sessions here in Boston and in New York. And my goal is to go to events across the country and in the world and bring this, go to music festivals. There are a lot of music festivals that are starting to incorporate self-care practices like yoga and meditation. So if anyone here works for Coachella, hit me up. Yep. (laughs) We'll put all Allie's information in the show notes. So (laughs) let's get this going. Mm -hmm. And live virtual events. Like I did one on New Year's Eve and had, you know, double digits show up and yeah, receive. Yeah, awesome. I was super, there. Oh, you were goal, there. Goal yeah, intentions, yeah. writing down. I love that. It's almost like you're forced and you commit to it. You sign up, you show up yep. and you got this awesome community. 
Yeah, I love it. Well, we so always look forward. And I know one of these days I'll be able to make something that you have in person <laughs> with my schedule. I'm like, Allie, let me just give you my calendar so you can just work around me. No big deal. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, definitely looking forward to that. And, you know, in your expert advice, so thinking about besides me, anyone else getting on track for 2022 from a total wellness point of view, how would you encourage someone to take that first step and maybe focusing less on their day-to-day productivity, the noise, and focus more on their personal goals around self-care? I mean, this is kind of the same advice I give to my clients and students, and it's not going to be the advice that people want to hear. Stop hard and really think about it, because I think it looks really amazing on the outside. I think that it's really fulfilling when you are able to be successful in the wellness industry, And it's also really hard. And I think that a lot of people that I've seen, I train instructors for a living. I've trained dozens of instructors in Boston. And the ones who succeed the most are completely driven by the ability to evolve and adapt. Like you said, it's like, oh my God, I love doing this aerobics class. Mm -hmm. And then you get up there and you're like, oh, wow, like I don't want to do this in front of people. (laughs) Or it's like, oh, I just like really love to work out. And it's like, yeah, you like, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't like to work out. What I love is the shared experience Mm -hmm. of fitness and group Mm -hmm. fitness. So I think like looking beyond your immediate dream or your immediate vision of what it is, because look, (laughs) You want to work in full-time fitness and wellness and get away from a nine to five, you're about to work 24-7. Right. Think about health insurance. I'm being hard truths right now because I think a lot of people see and don't realize health insurance, unless I pay for it fully out of my own pocket. And with COVID, studios close, classes get canceled, you lose your paychecks. Mm -hmm. It's a really challenging industry to get into. But once you get into it and you realize that evolving and adapting and growing is the number one thing that you should be doing and focus on, you can be successful because it's changing constantly. And what I love too is I think just also there's so much diversity in fitness, finding those instructors that really resonate. There's someone for everybody, right? And then also to the commitment when you are in the community of showing up. I know when I sign up for your classes, even on like the crappy Monday nights where I'm like, oh, I don't want to work out. Um, I'm like, oh, but I get to see Allie. (laughs) And you really show up for the person, for the people around you. And for however you feel comfortable virtually, you can do it the same. But I think definitely it's just about going deep and saying, I'm going to commit to this and then finding something that works for you. And yeah, I don't mean to be negative and like to deter anyone. I just think that sometimes you have these goals and ideas and it's like, really do the work, like research, talk to people who are in the industry and also sign up for a course. I always tell people, I'm like, go to a studio that you love, see if they do a training. And if they don't see what they recommend, sign up for a course. I think that education is number one and see how it feels to make it where there's homework and you have to show up and all that kind of stuff. Because when you're in fitness and wellness, you got to show up no matter how you feel. Oh, definitely. Going back to school is one of the easiest ways to find out if you actually are invested in it. Yeah. I don't mean school, school, but like, you know, like a training course. Right. Mm -hmm. Training. Always be learning. I love, Mm -hmm. I love all of that too. Same with me over here as a coach. Give me all the info, read any books I can get into. I, I just always love staying on top of it and learning something new. So I love all that. And as we wrap up here, a couple more questions for you to poke around some personal things and rituals. So maybe on the days like you were saying that maybe are feeling really challenged for you, you have to show up or you're unmotivated, overwhelmed. 
any sort of insights into your routines or rituals that kind of get you feeling better or back on track that you love to do? I'll be fully transparent. I'm not great at this. This is somewhere that I struggle and it's why sound healing was super helpful for me. Mm -hmm. We're programmed as humans, our brains become hardwired to every single action and every single thought that we have every single day. Yeah. So when you get in these negative thought spirals or unmotivation or overwhelmed, everything that you do after that becomes a pattern, right? And my whole life I've been overwhelmed very easily. So I think that it's been, I'm working on it where my reaction to overwhelm isn't just getting on the couch and scrolling Instagram Mm -hmm. or just, I get stuck. Like Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person, like I'll just stop working. Like I just won't do it. Like I'll go, I'll go clean my closet out. (laughs) I go shopping. Like, (laughs) well, retail, retail therapy is a real thing. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Even I even go online and I'll put stuff in a cart and I won't buy just it. Just for fun. Just, just, it's so just cute. to do it. It's just it. cute to be in there. <laughs> but I get, yeah. I get stuck and yeah. I spiral really quickly. And I think for sound healing for me, what I was talking about, like the repair in the brain, it's rewiring your brain to come into a relaxed state. So when you get overwhelmed, you're less likely to go there as quickly, right? You might have a moment for pause. Obviously it takes a lot of time, but I do, I get stuck. And when I am trying to get myself out of it, I just try to move slow. Like yesterday was a good example. I chose two tasks to complete yesterday. I only got one done. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) right. And I just didn't want to feel harnessed by time. So I just let myself move slow and get done what I need to get done. And I feel so much better today. Right. Yeah. And and just don't be hard on ourselves as humans. Days you feel great, days you don't, and just do what you can. We all just do the best we can every day. That's all we can do. So, well, thank you for sharing that and all your transparency, open honesty. I know that's sort of who you are in your DNA, which is what I love about you. So final question, and then I'd love to tell all of our listeners where to find you. What's the best life or career advice you've ever received? Hmm. I wrote something down and I love to tell people this. And I think that there's a couple other things, but I always say this, my college professor, my senior year said, choose a career based on what you want to wear. And mm-hmm. I like that. this is yeah. back in the day, back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was actually a really long time ago, if I'm being honest, it, you know, leggings weren't necessarily pants back then. Right. So different now, but back then it was, do you want to wear like a suit and tie? Do you want to have more like artistic freedom? Do you want to be held to a dress code or do you want to have the flexibility? Do you want jeans on Friday? And, you know, it was kind of a thing that started making me think. And I was like, I want to be able to express myself through style. Mm-hmm. And what kind of industry is going to allow me to do so? So that's why I went into more of a creative, what I thought I was going to go into. Like I was wanted to be an art director or a copywriter in strategy and advertising. Yes, it kind of pushed me towards this more creative <clears throat> function where I knew I didn't want to have that normal societal kind of business suit type of life. Yeah. We're not going to find Allie in like Ann Taylor Loft. Honestly, probably not. However, <laughs> no I'm hate down. on Ann Taylor Loft. <laughs> no, no hate. However, I would love a good power suit, like yeah, a good same. pencil skirt with like a blazer. Like, give me like a combat boot with that, yeah. or like white sneakers. <laughs> okay, we gotta rock this look. We'll upload Allie's power suit outfit on Insta. I love it. Well, so tell us where we can find you about your platform, and we'll link everything. But where's the best way? I know you have kind of like a one-stop shop. Instagram is going to be the quickest way to find me. It's at Allie Reamer. And then my website, AllieRamer.com, you'll be able to find all my virtual offerings. I have an on-demand platform with sound healing anywhere from five to 20, 30 minutes. And I also am adding a lot of uh, mobility and yoga flows to that and breath work. Mm -hmm. So you can 
access it anytime, any place. And I also do live virtual classes a couple times a month. Yeah. As well as in person, obviously. But if you're not in the Boston area, that's a, an amazing way to access me. Yeah. Highly recommend checking out Ellie's website. Sign up. All of her classes are absolutely amazing. Yoga, the sound healing, anything that someone can take away from this podcast is give yourself an hour. Pick something, get away from your phone, the screens, join Allie. Let's have a party. Keep building yeah. this community. I would say if it's new, aim for five minutes, right. aim for 10 minutes. Like <laughs> Two minutes, put your phone down, everybody. I mean, an hour, Megan, that's like singing to my soul. I, I, and, you know, <laughs> and like, I, I think of my that. acupuncture appointments. They're uh, usually an yeah. hour. I'm like, yes, yeah. I don't have yeah. anything with me. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think like yeah. people get overwhelmed, but baby steps, like yeah. start with five, go to 10, you know, and it, you'll find, you'll find your groove and what works for you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Ali. I know this conversation has been a long time in the making, and I'm just so grateful for you and all your beautiful talents you're sharing with the world. And I know you are just getting started. You, no doubt, have given me something to look forward to over these past few years. And I love taking classes with you. Mike, too, hubby over here. So mm -hmm. very excited mm -hmm. to you. have you add more calm and relaxation with sound baths to my routine. And really, for anyone listening, no-brainer. Go to the show notes, go to aliramer.com, follow Allie on Instagram, sign up for her on-demand programs, and I promise you, you will set yourself up for an incredible transformation in 2022. So thank you so much, Allie, for being with us, and I know I'll be seeing you soon out there. Yeah, thank you, Megan. Thank you. It is time for another Megan Hool Method Tip of the Week. This week, I want to talk about how to stop being the Karen in your own life. We all know the Karens of the world. And no, I'm not hating on everyone named Karen, but dubbed as people that will complain no matter what just to escalate a situation and make everyone around them feel uncomfortable. These are generally individuals that are never happy no matter what the outcome is and often play the victim in believing that they are being singled out and mistreated when actually victimizing others. How does this relate to me, Megan? Well, raise your hand if you've ever felt victimized by your own thoughts or have experienced bouts of negative self-talk. To act as an air quote Karen, as it personally applies to you, is about self-sabotaging our own thoughts, which can lead to hurtful and most likely not true, damaging statements we make about who we are and the value we bring to the universe. When things do not go your way, do you beat yourself up or do you rise to the occasion to understand maybe the situation is not as bad as it seems? Potentially, there's another way of looking at things. Maybe what happened to me actually happened for me. In my episode with Allie Raymer, you just tuned in to, she stresses the importance of having a peace and balance in your life and finding those moments to heal, especially during your lowest points. So instead of internally criticizing yourself, next time you can feel yourself going into that negative headspace, I want you to practice these three things. First, stop and take a breath and ask yourself, is this really true about me? Second, ask yourself, how can I see what is happening as a chance for self-development, growth, or new beginning? And third, find joy in other opportunities that are available to you to distract you and bring you into a better state of mind, aka take a walk, tap into a sound healing session, Get off social media, journal, watch a show you love, whatever you can do to take a moment for yourself to quiet the noise. Our inner critic can be our own worst enemy, which can turn into some serious limiting beliefs holding you back from reaching many of your goals. So this week, 
do not kick yourself while you're down. It is 100% okay to have bad days, feel the feels, and know that tomorrow is always a new day. Find a self-care routine that works for you and try some new things out I just mentioned. The world is hard enough. There is no need for you to be any harder on yourself. You're doing great, and I am here cheering you behind the mic. I hope you enjoyed this tip of the week and stay tuned for more tips this season on Pivot With Purpose. Pivot With Purpose with host Megan Hull is a Fashion Consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.